are low on battery. Welcome to the Mindset Our Podcast, where we take a moment to get away from the mindless scrolling in order to focus on enhancing the quality and experience of life. The four pillars, health, wealth, love, and fulfillment. I'm your host and mindset coach, CJ Leedy, and what are your thoughts about the new wave of artificial intelligence? How do you feel this will be influenced school and business, relationships, and for the sake of mindset is art? How is AI going to affect the way that we think and the mental health of the world moving forward? Well, according to Kai-Fu Lee, AI expert, chairman, and CEO of Sinovation Ventures, he also wrote the book AI Superpowers and AI 2041. He said, I believe AI is going to change the world more than anything in the history of humanity, more than electricity, end quote. I gotta say, I lost my crystal ball a few years ago, and I no longer have the ability to really see with clarity what the hell is gonna happen next. So instead of starting with my predictions, let's just go ahead and fire up ChatGPT. I asked this question. I said, what are three future consequences and three future benefits of artificial intelligence, a mindset, and mental health? Half a second later, here are the three pros and cons according to ChatGPT. Let's break down each one. And we're going to start with the bad news first so we can end on a high note here. So consequence number one, depersonalization and over-reliance on technology. Goes on to say, over-reliance on AI-driven mental health solutions might lead to a lack of human connection in therapeutic settings. So specifically, it's talking about using AI forms of therapy. It says, while AI can offer valuable support, there's a risk that individuals might prefer or become overly dependent on automated services, therefore reducing the amount of human interaction in mental health care. Number two, it says ethical concerns and privacy issues. The use of AI in mental health raises ethical concerns surrounding privacy, data security, and consent. As AI systems gather and analyze sensitive personal data, there's a risk of privacy breaches and potential misuse of information. And number three, algorithmic bias and inequality. Interesting. It says AI algorithms are susceptible to biases present in the data they are trained on, which could perpetuate existing societal biases and inequalities. In the context of mental health, biased algorithms might lead to misdiagnoses or unequal access to resources and treatments for certain demographics. Those are ChatGPT's top three consequences. Interesting insights, ChatGPT. Thank you. I got to say, recently I was talking to a gentleman at the Iceland airport. He said he recently got into coding just a few months ago. And I was like, you know, how is AI influencing your coding work? I know AI is doing a lot of coding. And he was like, man, honestly, it's freaking awesome. But I'm also using it as a huge crutch. So like number one was just saying, over-reliance on technology is one of ChatGPT's main concerns about how we are going to be over-reliant on their technology. And he says, you know what, I'm getting a lot more done and a lot more quickly than some of my older predecessors who know how to code really well but don't know how to use AI. I'm getting more done than them more quickly. But then my boss turns around and says, how the hell did you do this? And he says, well, you know, I just uh, did it. I figured it out. He's like, there's no way you wrote this code. He's like, yeah, I use ChatGPT. Or I use some sort of AI that codes for me. So he's like, hey, you know, it's helping me get more done, but I'm not really understanding the intricacies of it. And that leads me to some problems on the back end. He's like, it's, it's shortcutting my ability to develop my own creative thinking as it comes to coding. So I'm getting to a quicker solution, but it may not be as intricate as some of my other predecessors because they have a deeper understanding of how all this stuff actually works. So this also comes down to students in school, right? What happens if a student becomes super reliant on ChatGPT? Well, you're going to lose your ability to have independent and critical thinking. Probably a lot of your problem-solving skills are going to deteriorate, right? Your ability to think through things, especially if you're in school, is a huge part of mental development. 
your ability to abstract, think, come up with concepts, and refine them into something that is relevant and tangible is a really important part of the mind. And that is what ChatGPT is doing here. I just asked it, hey, give me three benefits and consequences of mental health and mindset in the future. And boom, it spits out this pretty well-rounded thought process about all this stuff much quicker than I could certainly do it. But maybe I have more nuanced understanding of all this stuff. So if I just jumped in and as a coach was reliant on the concepts that came up here but didn't understand the deeper meanings, we start to lose a lot of the ability to extrapolate on these concepts. And I think that's kind of what it's leading to in number three. It's talking about algorithmic bias and inequality. It's saying that, hey, some of these pre-programmed ideas that are coming might actually get people into trouble in certain demographics because it does have the ability to necessarily see deeper at least at this point we may get to a point where this stuff is so much better than we are at considering all these concepts but certainly what ai can never do for us until well i shouldn't even say that it's kind of funny because these concepts are developing in real time right there's a decent chance that within our lifetimes we will start using Neuralink or some other device that we actually implant into our brains which gives us access to different forms of AI. And that may sound absolutely crazy right now, but in 20, 30 years, as a lot of other people are doing it, just like you have an iPhone in your hand today, you might have one of these things in your head. At that point, it's a whole different world. But if we have that, and until we would have that, you got to work with what you got. So you have to continue to build your independent, critical thinking and problem-solving skills. Because artificial intelligence is not a substitute for our human intelligence. Because just like Fifi Lee, co-director of the Stanford Institute for Human-Centered Artificial Intelligence and IT processor at the Graduate School of Business, hell of a title, as Fifi Lee says, artificial intelligence is not a substitute for human intelligence. It is a tool to amplify human creativity and ingenuity. And quote, and I think this is one of the biggest concepts that we're up against in the rise of AI, especially from a mindset and mental health perspective. It's our reliance on automation. Because fulfillment, which is an incredibly important ingredient in the concoction of happiness, is deeply biological. It comes from taking on meaningful and challenging ventures that take oftentimes years to accomplish. And the whole idea of automation is instant gratification. It's instant accomplishment of these things. So unfortunately, at this point, we can't biologically change the way that we are programmed to find fulfillment in challenging long-term activities based in millions of years of our ancestry on hard work and long-term accomplishments. That's what spelled out survival for humankind and led to the internal rewards from those long-term pursuits of some of the most important and fundamental elements on true life satisfaction. So automation, it leans on instant gratification, which is these easy, quick solutions. But that is not what makes us feel internally at peace. It's not what makes us feel like we did our life right. Mental health and physical health are not instant gratification games, right? They're long-term hustles. So be careful when you're leaning into the mindset of outsourcing everything because not everything at this stage can be outsourced. Your physical health and your mental health are long games of consistency, the fitness that comes with years and years of compiling the right actions. A computer can't automate that for you. The years of building a good mindset based on consistently thinking the right thoughts based on decreasing your stress, based on focusing on the things that matter to you and prioritizing what's right in your life, based on reframing and taking good perspectives on things. AI cannot automate that for you at this stage, and that's not likely anytime soon, so you have to get good at those things in order to have good mental health, have a strong mindset, and to have good physical health. So before we get in too far, let's go ahead and break down what are the benefits according to ChatGPT 
of AI. Number one, it says personalized mental health care. It says AI has the potential to revolutionize mental health care by offering personalized interventions and treatments. Through advanced algorithms and machine learning, AI can analyze vast amounts of data, including behavioral patterns, genetic information, and environmental factors to tailor treatments to individual needs. Very interesting. We're going to talk about this in a second. Now it says number two, accessible support and early detection. AI-powered applications and chatbots can provide accessible and immediate support to individuals struggling with mental health issues. These tools can offer guidance, resources, and even real-time counseling to make mental health services more readily available to those who might not otherwise have access to them. And number three, reducing stigma and increasing awareness. AI-driven platforms and virtual environments can play a significant role in increasing awareness and understanding of mental health issues. Very interesting. What do we get from all that? Now we've got three of the consequences and three of the benefits that ChatGPT sees for mental health and mindset moving forward. And I think that the very first piece that I want to dig in on here is an important relevant takeaway from what we just found. And I define this as garbage in, garbage out, or quality in and quality out. Because right off the bat, the answers provided were really more tailored towards specific forms of AI therapy. But I was thinking more in general terms, more of societal trends of mental health and how it would affect the way that we think over time. But it sort of took this lens of AI therapies, which I didn't necessarily specify. So garbage in, garbage out. The question that you ask is incredibly important of artificial intelligence. What you ask AI to do for you is incredibly important moving forward. That's something you have to burn into your mind. Because while AI can spit out incredibly complicated and accurate answers, the quality of the information you find is only as good as the information in question that you put in. Quality in, quality out. Garbage in, garbage out. So you have to get really good at asking the right questions. This has always been the case in life, right? It's not just with AI. The better quality questions you can ask of people who are important to you or of your boss or even of yourself determine the quality of the information that comes back out. Being able to ask good questions that are all-encompassing, that are very descriptive, that highlight exactly what you're looking for, the type of answer that you're hoping to find, or the programming that we will put into AI in the future. It all comes down to the more intentional you can be about the information that you put in and request of that artificial form of intelligence. So something else that is super fascinating, which obviously has been referred to a lot by ChatGPT here, is AI's potential functions in therapy. I think long-term this is huge and massive potential here because I believe it really lowers the barriers to entry to therapy, right? Anytime it's in your pocket, it's private, but at this point, it's still very primitive. I've played around with one of the most popular apps at this time, which is Wysa, W-Y-S-A. It's an app you can download on your phone. And I started messing around with the chat bot, just asking questions, which were honest, which were honest questions about things that I should be thinking about in careers and relationships and stuff like that. I wanted to give it a real chance. And I got to say, it was very quick to provide a lot of solid ideas, but there's something, and maybe it's just for me, something about a text format doesn't seem like a very powerful thing to me. It's not very, you know, the ability to convey emotion via text is just not a very effective therapy for me, right? It's useful for idea generation, right? You might think, oh shit, I never even thought of that or never thought of this. But I think at this time for its ability to provide transformative work, it's not there yet. Maybe once it can talk to you on the phone and mirror humans' ability to empathize and use the right tone to evoke emotion, I think until then it's not going to be very effective. But regardless, it's exciting stuff. 
ultimately my interest in all of this is to improve mental health for people, not just by my own actions, but I just hope that mental health can improve across the world. I think it's the biggest issue that we're up against. I think it's the way that we look at the world affects the quality of the life that we live. So my hope is that this can become a very effective form of help for people. So if you go on Weiss's website, one of the first things that they say, well, first of all, it says mental health that meets people where they are, completely anonymous, no stigma, no limits. And then in finer text says, clinically validated AI gives immediate support as the first step of care and human coaching for those who need more. Transform how supported your teams and families feel. So a lot of WISA is based on career development. It's something that people can be implementing for their businesses. And I do like the concept that they then switch to human coaching for people who need more. Because ultimately, that's like I said, the transformative element of it really comes from emotion. Great ideas are just great ideas until they are implemented into our subconsciouses, which only occurs, change only occurs from deeply emotional moved states. That's been proven many times over by neurology. So just looking up the answers to your question will not necessarily make you feel better, even if it's the right answer. It's actually feeling it deeply in your heart that can change the way that you feel and adjust your actions moving forward. And actually, this is backed up by a guy named Ergo Soru who's the co-founder and CEO of Dr. House, which is another form of AI therapy. It's saying, you know, AI-based therapies are not able to interpret the non-verbal cues, which are essential for successful therapeutic relationship. It says, nor are they able to provide the same level of emotional support and understanding as a human can. So that's really what I'm getting to at this. I think the potential is there, but until it becomes much more personal, I think it's going to have a lot of limitations. So let's throw another pitch here. Let's introduce a new idea. I think it very important part of our mindset and our mental health moving forward, which we need to watch out for, we need to be intentional of what's coming our way, is greater feelings of potential inadequacy. We already see this with social media. People with body image issues that have gotten much worse, you're constantly comparing yourself to the greatest thing out there in the world, which is whatever has got the most attention, the most eyes, right? I believe that this is only going to get worse. And why? It's because everything is going to be fake. I mean, we already see this with all of these filters out there, right? But what we're also starting to see is AI is generating fake social media accounts, people that do not exist, where it takes like the most gorgeous woman or most handsome man, and it creates a fake avatar, a fake profile, a fake person that looks real, you know, boom, instantly can have pictures of them from all over the world, video where they're imposing that image over someone else's body. And it can look like a real person. Now, a lot of these accounts at this point are identified as AI. It says right on there, AI XYZ. So you know right now. But the reality is you just start to look at these images of what the perfect body looks like, with the perfect face of the person doing all the perfect activities out there in the world. It's AI, right? It can be whatever it wants it to be. So what do people like to watch? As good as it gets, right? So everything will start to become more and more fake, unfortunately. So it gets harder to see what's real. Therefore, you're judging yourself against what's the best possible thing, right? So podcasts start to become fake. I don't know if you've seen this already. Starting podcasts, you can go listen to us, Joe Rogan and Steve Jobs podcast together. Joe Rogan and Steve Jobs never did a podcast together. But this takes Steve Jobs' tonality, his inflection points, these concepts that he talks about, and it takes Joe Rogan's as well, and he blends them together. And it says, this will be a likely conversation between the two. And it's like a 45-minute conversation, and it's not that good. This was also from like a year ago. There are much better ones coming out right now, but it's just an idea of how this works where they're creating fake podcasts based on what they think that it would be like. And it's really fascinating to listen to. I'm not saying this is all bad stuff. I'm saying you have to be conscientious about the fact that this is here. It's also in music. They've got Drake songs that are made by AI and Post Malone songs that are made by AI, right? It's influencing movies. It's influencing music. It's influencing books. It's influencing social media. It's influencing art. 
right? So we start to compare everything against what is artificial. So it's very important to just recognize that this is coming. Take a step back. Give yourself a little breathing room. Realize that most of this stuff that's going to be coming across is fake. Don't force yourself to go down that path of self-comparison. And I believe that we will also see a counter-movement, which we already are seeing in many areas, which is a desire for authenticity, desire for things to be real and feel real. But it's going to get harder and harder to distinguish between the two of those. So beware. And also a side effect of all of that is mistrust, right? It becomes difficult to trust the things that you're seeing and hearing. But really, anything that's coming through a screen has the ability to be modified by AI in some way that a lot of times you're probably not even going to notice. So overall, there's a lot of stuff here. We can go on about this for hours and hours. And if people are finding this stuff interesting, we can go down more rabbit holes on AI and how it's going to affect the way that we think and feel moving forward. But for the sake of it, I think that in general, there are some very beautiful and positive things that are going to come out of this. Some of these potential forms in therapy are super exciting. It's ability to automate different forms of our lives that are already challenging and taking up a lot of time that we could be spending on passion projects and hobbies and spending time with people that we love. There are many beautiful and beneficial elements of AI. But also, you got to be careful. It's garbage in and garbage out. You got to be good at asking the right questions about programming it in the way that you want to in order to adapt to have this stuff work to our benefit. So finally, that brings us to our tool of the day. How do we use all this information? What do we do with this? Well, I think that the most important element that's coming through is to be intentional ahead of time. This will change the world. It already is beginning to do so. So be prepared for how it will change you. How will it influence you? And more importantly, how do you want it to? Because a little bit of forethought here will go a long ways. Because in the future, AI is either going to become your ally or it could wreak havoc in your life. Quite honestly, there will be incredibly useful benefits. There will also be substantial changes. And how you allow them to enter your life will determine the effect that they have on you. So be intentional. Adapting and finding the strengths, how to use this to your benefit and not letting it push you into corners that make you feel poor and uncomfortable. So identify those potential pitfalls for yourself beforehand. How do you think AI is going to influence your life? You should take time to think that through so that you can then be prepared to handle those elements, to be aware of them as they come and not just to let them slide in subconsciously before you have a chance to build your mindset in an intentional way. There's a quote about AI that I like from the VP of Insights and Analytics, Ravi at Nisam. says, AI is a mirror reflecting not only our intellect, but our values and our fears, end quote. So be intentional. Determine for yourself how you want to engage and adapt with AI as it comes along. It's going to be important to do. But also be aware of how it's going to affect you on an internal and mindset basis and determine how you want it to. Select that for yourself. So that's what we're working with today. What are a few of your ideas on how AI will influence mindset moving forward? I'd love to hear them. You can email me at coach at cjlady.com. This is the Mindset is Art Podcast, and thanks for going MIA with me today.